You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our Market Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday, 23rd of November. I'm Stuart Banks from AIB Treasury. And as usual, I'm joined today by John Fahey, AIB Senior Economist, to discuss the latest market developments. John, we saw plenty of movement in the currency markets over the past week. Perhaps you might expand a little on these for our listeners. Yes, Stuart, no problem. Uh, Indeed, we did. Uh, We saw the euro come under uh, fairly sustained pressure, uh, especially against the dollar and against sterling. And there was two sides to that. There was a bit of euro weakness and also a bit of strength on the part of the dollar and sterling, respectively. So over the week, the moves were, uh, you know, nearly uh, 2% weakening uh, of the euro against both of those currencies. And in level terms, you know, we started last week in terms of euro dollar around the midpoint of 114 to 115. And we finished the week below uh, the 113 level. And that's where we started this week, too. And the low in euro dollar uh, was down at 112.6. Uh, and you have to go back to July last year uh, when euro dollar traded that low. Uh, and then when we look at euro sterling, you know, we started the week last Monday above 85p. Uh, euro was unable to hold on to that territory. Uh, and it finished the week below 84p. And the low was 83.8p, which brings it back to levels of where it was uh, in the first quarter of 2020. So some significant moves, uh, especially from a euro viewpoint uh, with those other key currency pairs. And and what would you attribute these moves to, John? Well, the backdrop is uh, very much uh, around diverging interest rate outlook. And basically, in essence, what you have is the ECB versus uh, the Fed and the Bank of England. And from a Fed's perspective, you know, over the last while, uh, the Fed has been turning more hawkish since since summer. Back then, you know, there was no rate hikes anticipated by the FOMC members in their famous uh, interest rate projections. But now we have uh, rate hikes uh, expected uh, from the Fed before the end of next year. Uh, and the market's expecting tightening in the region of 50 to 75 basis points. Uh, and what's priced in by the end of 2023 is rates in the US up near uh, 1.75%. Meanwhile, Similarly, Bank of England are even more so in terms of timing. You know, the Bank of England, the December meeting upcoming is very much a live meeting from the perspective of we could get an interest rate hike from the Bank of England there. And indeed, the market's expecting that between now and its two meetings in December and February, a tightening of anywhere in the region of 25 to 40 basis points and the market's pricing in UK rates ending the year of 2022 at 1.25%. In contrast, markets expecting very little from the ECB. It's got about 10 to 15 base points of tightening priced in by the end of next year. But on top of that, you have the ECB telling the market that that's not like that's very unlikely. In other words, ECB is saying it won't be hiking uh, next year, uh, given its current assessment. And it's repeated that uh, on a number of times. So that's the backdrop. In other words, from a Euro viewpoint, it's it's uh, impeded by the fact that the ECB is guiding that it's not a hike in rates next year, whereas sterling has been boosted by the fact that Bank of England could hike before the end of this year. If not, or it does, it could it will go again in 2022. Uh, and the Fed themselves, in terms of the US from a dollar viewpoint, uh, is guiding that it probably will have to hike before the end of next year. So that's the contrasting view there. And, you know, Interest rate differentials have always been a key determinant over the medium to longer term. You can have short term volatility in markets, but interest rate differentials uh, have been a key part of currency market uh, action. And indeed, if you look at from a dollar viewpoint, the experience of how higher U.S. rates and what impact that has 
uh, for forex markets. You know, the dollar appreciated very sharply in the period 2014 to 2016, and it stayed at elevated levels for much of the rest of that decade. And that was underpinned by high U.S. official rates uh, versus elsewhere, including the eurozone uh, and the U.K., so, but it moved steadily lower then uh, in the first uh, three quarters of 2020, the dollar did. It lost 12% against uh, most other major currencies uh, because the Fed cut interest rates to practically zero uh, to deal with the fallout from the pandemic. Uh, so that's an example of, uh, you know, how interest rate differentials uh, can impact uh, currency markets. And basically last week, we got a concentration of that focus from markets and hence uh, we got the move there but that backdrop has been building over the last couple of months uh, but it just so happened that last week we saw it start to materialize much more uh, in a pronounced fashion on currency markets and john do we think the euro slides likely to continue so when we look at the outlook as i outlined there you know the euro is going to remain it's going to struggle to make uh, any sort of upper momentum against sterling or the dollar uh, against that backdrop before the ecb's saying it's not doing anything next year versus the Fed and uh, even more recently the Bank of England in terms of timeline saying it will hike uh, interest rates. So against that backdrop, we do foresee that the euro will remain under pressure against sterling and the dollar next year. There's a couple of key important levels, uh, support resistance bands to keep an eye out for uh, in terms of that. Uh, you know, the 110 to 113 uh, offers uh, considerable support for the euro against the dollar. Uh, so that's an important level to keep an eye out for if the euro does continue on a downtrend. And beyond that, the 105 level offers a very strong support. And most notably, that did hold uh, in the first half of 2020 when the dollar was, you know, coming started 2020 with some upper momentum amid some risk aversion on markets before it started to reverse course. So the 110 to 113 range is an important support level for euro dollar. When we look at euro sterling, uh, 83p, that 83p level has offered key support for the euro against sterling. Uh, and it has not been overcome by sterling since the uh, Brexit vote back in 2016. Uh, so this support level may continue to hold, even with rate hikes in the UK, given the UK economy is lagging behind elsewhere uh, in terms of its economic performance uh, over the last year and indeed for the year ahead. So they're the key support levels. So it wouldn't surprise us if the euro did continue to weaken against both those currencies, but uh, the extent of weakening those support levels may come into play uh, and may support the euro to that extent. But it's hard to see anything that could help the euro move upwards against that interest rate outlook, though, against uh, either of those currencies. So the, our bias would be for some further downside in the euro against the dollar and against sterling. And John, looking at the week ahead, the minutes for the recent ECB and Federal Reserve meetings are due. What can we expect from these? And is there anything else for our listeners to look out for? These minutes will just give us further and further highlight, you know, that divergence. You'll have the ECB, the discussion around their last meeting, being very uh, cautious on rates, downplaying the need for interest rate rises, whereas the Fed minutes are likely to show the deliberations around what may happen in the second half of next year. So the Fed in the last meeting said they would be patient around interest rates, but nonetheless, their view the committee, half of the committee still are of the view that they will have to hike interest rate next year. So those set of minutes from both those respective central banks would probably just highlight that diverging interest rate outlook uh, that we've been talking about. Aside from that, we get the flash PMIs from November from the US, the Eurozone and the UK. Uh, so these are the high frequency monthly indicators. What we saw in Q3 uh, was weaker growth from the US and the UK after strong reopening surge growth 
in the second quarter. So we look to the November PMIs for some update as to what level of momentum these economies have uh, heading into uh, year end. And aside from that, more generally, if you think of the backdrop and the news flow of the last uh, few days, we've seen you know increase in COVID numbers right across the major advanced economies. Uh, obviously, inflationary concerns, every inflation metric that comes out seems to suggest inflation's on a continued upward trajectory. And at the same time, we have news flow over restrictions being reimposed in Austria uh, and the likelihood is we could see further restrictions elsewhere. So generally, apart from what's scheduled to come out, the news flow and markets more generally may be a bit more volatile, given that COVID is very much back to the fore and brings volatility because of the uncertainty just around the pandemic continues to exist. John, we leave it there for today. Uh, thanks as always for your insights and thank you to our customers for listening in. To stay up to date with the markets, please press the subscribe button to AAB's Market Talk or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.